Welcome, reanimated fans, to this week's episode. I'm H.A. Conrad here in Brooklyn. And as always, my intrepid co-host is joining us from the West Coast. Hello, Stuart Tiffin. Greetings, H.A. Hello, how are you? I'm awesome. Um, have a few things to talk about today. A couple little news items before we start talking about a recap. Um, and this is a little bit of a spoilery spoiler. But, you know, we we are kind of not feeling it for this Fear the Walking Dead season. And so I think we might just speed things up a little bit. Um, but today we are going to um, talk about Cindy Hawkins and Breathe, Breathe With Me. And then, uh, you know, we'll get into that. Uh, but to kick off the news items. Wait, can we, just, can we just back up to we're going to speed up Fear the Walking Dead? Because in a way, I, when I hear you say that, part of me should be relieved. But the other part of me is like, well, that means I have to watch more of it at once. (laughs) I don't know. It's a punishment. But then our listeners only have to hear like sort of a more compressed summary. And I feel like I honestly and this is I just feel like I can't I can't. It's like a slog to go through it. So it makes me just want to get through it. So that's I feel like for me, this is better, but maybe maybe not for you. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it'll Um, it'll be better in the long run. It's just I got to take my medicine. Okay, but you were you were about to say. Um, So I was about to say uh, we saw a trailer for Virus 32, which is a Uruguayan uh, zombie film. It's going to be released on Shudder on April 21st. Um, We were both saying that this uh, dialect of Spanish or this like it's a different sound uh, sounding Spanish. Um, I have not heard a ton of Uruguayan Spanish, so that makes sense. But it looks kind of good. So I'm I don't know. We could we could review that later, but maybe we should take a look at it before we agree to do that. and then um, there is. Well, the- I would like to just say, yeah, the production value in this trailer looks really good. Yeah. Um, very atmospheric. And um, I'm, I'm excited to take a look at this film when it's when it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the director has done a couple of things. Um, and I think that, like we should say, uh, it's uh, Gustavo uh, Hernandez and. Um, he's done a, a, a few different things. Um, and then this is. I mean, this has been finished for a while. So, you know, I think it's it had been, you know, they'd been shopping it around. So they just bought it. And so that's going to be um, available U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, U.K. on Shutter. And so, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's exciting to see it. But um, apparently it's been sort of been making the rounds in the like the um European film market, whatever this is. And so uh that it got some play. And so I'm I'm excited to see it. I think it looks pretty good. And we'll have to we'll have to maybe uh do a do a review of this. Um I, but- I, I did think it was pretty funny when I saw this like the subhead that it's gonna debut on Shutter. And I think I canceled my Shutter account like last week, of course. <laughs> they well- just hadn't been putting out anything that was zombies for so long or that felt that way to me. So I was just like, I'm not getting my money's worth. I'm not watching it. Well, anymore. I mean, that's the thing. You can like re-up this stuff when you need to, which yeah. is kind of what I do. I cancel it and re-up it all the time. Um, and that's the thing about all of those subs- subscriptions. You kind of have to do that. So um, at least that's what I find um so anyway we'll we'll take a look at that and maybe circle back later um and then you found um this trailer for uh wormwood um which i had not honestly i don't know that i focused on this as much yeah wormwood is a well now it's like a franchise that we have not even touched it's australian zombies uh the their approach to special effects and 
and um, makeup has always been a little edgier than than some of the stuff that we usually look at. Uh, a little more like, well, weirdly, Mad Maxy feeling. You know, it's like Mad wow. Max and zombies. I mean, I wonder why. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. And, and so there's another Wormwood movie coming out, and Bloody Disgusting has a link to uh, a trailer or a YouTube uh, trailer that we'll put in our show notes too. And I'm sure yeah. it'll be fun. It's just we haven't we haven't gone there, and now we we need to. Yeah, and you know, another reason to speed up our uh, <laughs> reviews of of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. And then you did some sleuthing and found oh, yes. this little tidbit, which I'm excited about because <clears throat> honestly, I just really enjoy this franchise a lot uh, so much. Um, well, I would temper your temper your enthusiastic uh, response to this because. If you Google when is Black Summer season three coming out and and like those, so there's a lot of websites that like try to keep tabs on what shows are coming. And some of them are pure clickbait and just regurgitate things that other people have actually reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's nothing really out there. And I, as far as um, I saw an article that did say that as of early March, Netflix had not renewed the show and Jamie mm-hmm. King had been cast in another project, um, a, a movie, though, not a show. Uh, and so when I saw this four days ago, I think. Uh, black on the Black Summer official Instagram account, um, the, it, they had they they post some weird stuff. It's like a lot of right now. It's a lot of they post like a couple times a week, and it's a lot of production behind the scenes stuff or like makeup uh, effect shots. Uh, in this case, it was a clip um, from the beginning of season two where Lance is siphoning gas out of that car, mm. and um, and then people are commenting like, oh, you know, we love Lance. Bring back Lance in season three. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, he's dead. He can't come back. But yeah. uh, Kelsey Flower did comment on one of those on the, one of those and said, I don't know who you are, but I like your style. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so somebody else posted posts here. Uh, season three updates, question mark, question mark, question mark. And Black Summer official responds, hey, it's coming. Yeah. And uh, and so that that to me is. I don't know. That's like a 75% confirmed uh, season three is well, coming. Honestly, I would like to see a sun focused black summer. Um, mm. I, I would like to see a continuation of what's going on with sun now that she's been like kind of uh, that she, she was the lone survivor though. I feel like that what they were teeing up with something maybe a little bit different. I don't think they, they actually like, uh, I hate to say it, but Jamie Lee King's character seemed kind of done for. So I can't imagine that that would be part of it. But well, um, no, she and uh, what's his name? We're doing that lying down standoff. Right. But they're both so damaged. I mean, they she's are. pretty but much done um, in my Neither opinion. Neither of them were shot, though. Right. They were just beat up. I think I I don't know. She got kind of blown up a little oh, bit. Didn't she have so, a compound fracture? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see her making it out of that. But her daughter could. And I think it would it would probably follow the daughter's character. Or I don't know. But I want to kind of see what happens with Sun. I love her as a character. And it was really kind of gratifying to see that she's the one that made it out. <laughs> but um you know, so so anyway, we'll have to see. I'm a little bit hopeful because I feel like they wouldn't have just put that in there. I think that would be too mean, <laughs> too mean if they if they were just teeing everybody up like teasing people like that. But you know. yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, there's there's definite chance that this is just a social media manager getting getting out in front of them their skis a little bit too much when there's nothing else out there that seems official. But you know, yeah. maybe they're privy to conversations that uh, and they're just getting a little bit ahead of the official announcement, but you know what? Season two, remember like, um, Oh dude, what's Shaun of the dead guy. What's his name? Simon Pegg. 
he did yep. that he did that really heartfelt review after binging it right after season two came yep. out i feel like he got such uh, a swell of of mm-hmm. uh certainly audience and and, and fan re- reactions that they'd be crazy not to do it it was in the top uh top 10 on netflix for a yeah. spell but I mean, look, to be honest, though, I mean, this is a lot involved in doing a show like this. We saw I mean, we commented many times just about the choreography, the cast, um, all those wonders. Yeah, all, all those wonders were just insane. Um, so I do think it takes a bit to coordinate that, but I'm definitely on board if they want to do something. So we'll have to we'll have to see what's happening with that. Um but uh, and stay tuned. Hopefully, maybe maybe you can do some more sleuthing and just 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 instant message that guy and just say hey <laughs> get some get some more dirt Stuart come on yeah, yeah. um but uh I don't know I know like I both want to get into this and don't I have very mixed feelings about it but I do think we have to start talking about Fear the Walking Dead um so as I as I uh sort of gave gave like the the highlights or I don't even know if I did or not some spoilery about how I feel I don't think it's it's a mystery I don't think anybody would be surprised but um we are talking about Fear the Walking Dead um the two episodes that were they were reviewing today is Cindy Hawkins Hawkins and Breathe with Me. Um, one I was felt a little bit better about than the other, though I still had some some problems. Um, and Wait, which one did you prefer, Cindy Hawkins? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is actually exactly a little bit of what we were talking about that they missed out on an opportunity for the the shelter. Um, you know, to, like that Alicia's in to some extent. Oh. It's a little bit of a you know how, a, how yeah a very compressed version of what her right, experience right. would have been. Right, she's in but, like a bunker complex and they're just in two school buses or is right, it even just right. one? I don't even know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they're in their their underground bunker um, and it's, you know, I'm, I mean, yes, I, I agree that like there was some interesting stuff here. But when the the first it feels like half of the episode, but it's probably just the first eighth is like a uh, a montage of bunker living. And I'm just like, yeah, Lost did this. It was interesting and novel. I was just about to say and lost it with the music and like the bike. Yeah, it was it it was was extremely lost. It was just showing that repetition. It was set to music. And I was just like, yeah, this is extremely derivative. It's nice. I mean, I want to see June and senior getting along in their bunker. I guess maybe this is the only way you could come up with to do that. But it's extremely derivative. Yeah. And well, anyway, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So we've got June. We've got senior in this bunker. You know, they're doing their thing. Um, They've got their little um, their little countdown, which apparently June has come up with. And they sort of show a little bit of that. Um, But, you know, it doesn't take them very long for them to start, as you would imagine, Um, you know, both of them to start losing it a little bit. John Dory senior is, um, you know, I, I, I called this even when they were drinking their little thing. I'm like, Oh, isn't that dude an alcoholic? (laughs) Like, like, and that he was indeed sneaking, you know, his, his hooch here and there. Do you Um, remember that being covered previously in the story? No, it just kind of felt like he was. Um, I think that they kind of hinted at it. You know, John Dory Jr. Had mentioned something about it and that it was a way that he was coping with, some of the the things that he had seen in the the serial murderer and letting him get away and that kind of thing. Um, But I would say at least in this, they actually talk about the fallout radiation in a more 
um, concrete way. At least you kind of think they are. And but again, the way that this show is treating the 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 fallout and how truly, honestly, unlivable, I think it would be outside. Um, it's just a little they they are they kind of switch things around and make things very convenient, like everything's super dangerous until it's not right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like let's and, and then also just and this is just my own. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like Teddy's bunker is going to be the best um the best constructed shelter and it doesn't seem to be clearly. Yeah. Um, it's just basically a bus buried in dirt. Um, and maybe that's a nod know. to the uh, Branch Davidians because they had a school bus buried in their compound too. I think maybe that's kind of a, a nod there. I, I thought it was, it was decent for what it was. I don't know how Teddy, this guy, you know, in the seventies was able to do this necessarily <laughs> by right. himself, at least the, right. uh, at least David Koresh had like a, a, a dozens of people to help him bury school buses, but they're trying to, uh, you know, may, put Teddy on the same level as uh, as a guy who actually had charisma and pull. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but these are still this would still like would be, have been a pretty big project. Right. So even if he had people helping to me, it's kind of unlikely that no one would have known um, that this was going on or happening. And again, maybe it is super desolate out there and maybe that makes sense. I don't know. But all I could think was I that's what I was having. I know this is just me being myself, but have imagining this kind of a project happening because it isn't. And you would think that he can't have people helping him because he's a serial murderer. Um and I, I don't know, maybe he murdered the people that helped him with it. But this is also, in addition to being his Teddy's f- sort of fall bunker, this is the place where he was committing a lot of the atrocities uh, that John Dory Sr. was trying to track him for. So y- you would imagine that secrecy would have been the thing for this kind of a yeah. project. Um, so then it's like, well, then how did he do it? It just felt very I couldn't get over that part. <laughs> but but um you know, and he's down there and operating here. And I mean, as a hideaway and as a secret place to do these evil things, I guess it makes sense. And it's it does like, you know, not visible to the road and not visible to anything. And he's got this whole thing happening, but it doesn't feel like he would have been able to pull this off by himself and certainly not pull off something that is going to be able to survive some kind of fall, like fallout from warheads. Right. Um, so I don't know. It just. That, that kind of stuff I just kept getting stuck on in addition to what you just commented on, which is that the derivative from laws, like just that it was almost exactly like that. It was just yeah. kind of weird. Um, well, so I thought that that was a strange way to go. Um, to me, it's just it just nonstop. The writing on the show, the show, it doesn't have it doesn't have good consistency and it doesn't really have much originality or when they do get original there's just not, not a lot there really to dig your teeth into. Um, to me, it was the weird, weird stuff about this uh, episode where that they kept going to sleep with like their oil lamps still lit. Yeah. I thought that was odd too. Like, I was why? like, why would you do that? And also oil lamps in this small space is going to yeah. give off a lot of like <laughs> smoke, a lot of like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think you'd probably kill yourselves. Well, but- they must've had some sort of vent. And I think that's, they looked at it. There was the shot of something in the ceiling when mm. those guys started digging through um and when john eventually goes upstairs 
uh, I am reminded that I'm really not enjoying, and this is about these four episodes that we've seen so far, all these sets that they're on, it, it reminds me of Star Trek. Um, yes, yes. Bad, bad I was Star actually going to say, I, would, I had a note that these sets are really rough. Um, I don't know. Like by the time we get to the fourth episode and we see <laughs> some exterior sets again, like outside, I'm so, re- I'm like, God, yeah, thank you. Because it was so claustrophobic to be on these orange bear tree 20 by 20 foot sets all the time. Uh, and they yep. even like double down on the claustrophobia with these like mask views that they do in this episode, which are like, or, you know, close-ups of Keith Carradine's eyeballs and then reversing it to the two little circles you can see out of his mask. Um, to, yeah. I mean, I get it. They're go- That's what they're going for, but it's also just like not enjoyable really. Uh, when you also, if you do have an ex- like a shot from outside, like looking at his body moving around in his suit, you can tell that he's on a set like and it seems really clearly yeah. fake. It does. And it's also the sound of it is kind of fake. Um, I guess that plays a little bit into this episode where and maybe that's like they thought maybe that would be OK. I don't know. But John Dory, Dory Sr. is hallucinating a lot. There's a lot of like, you know, he's definitely um, in terms of his point of view. There's a lot that you don't know whether it's real or not. Um just because he's having, I mean, he's having delirium tremens, he's having like withdrawal from alcoholism and, um, you know, like some of that stuff I thought was okay. And I mean, I do, I like, I guess this was a okay way to resolve some of that storyline, which is that this has been his, um, this has been his driving force in terms of like, what has kept him moving forward, even to the point where, you know, into this zombie apocalypse, he's still tracking Teddy. Um, so I guess I I was OK with them resolving this storyline, which is the whole thing about Teddy's victims and who John Dory Sr. could never find. Um, and this was sort of the I mean, this is the whole thing where he had planted evidence to get Teddy convicted. Um, and. Ultimately, I was okay with this part of the storyline to some extent. What I yeah. wasn't okay with was just the sort of how they end up getting, you know, out of this and these different factions. And I don't know. It's like they're, they're working on their suits. Jews working on their suits um, so much. And then they're like conveniently, I don't know. They, as I said, they, they, they very conveniently make it either, more or less dangerous depending on what the, their needs are. And I, I, again, I'm bothered by the sloppiness of that. Um, so you've got him going out um, into the world um, multiple, like, I, like, and then you've got the, the earthquake shifting and the stuff with June. Um, and I didn't mind the slicing between reality and his hallucinations. Um, and I think that the tension that was built there because you're worrying about what's going to happen to June was kind of, was okay. Um, but, and the, also the, the tension because you know, like he's hallucinating and basically walkers are going to, you're worried the walkers are going to come and get, get him. But, um, but overall I was just sort of like, Oh God, you know, even at the end of this, I'm like, wait, are they actually out of this bunker or is he hallucinating again? I don't know. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a decent amount of tension there. So that does add some nice drama. Um, I, I was surprised that he would, like consciously choose to speak to his uh, 
vision, like his, uh, you know, the thing that he knew wasn't real, uh, his hallucination, instead of helping June when she gets knocked out by the falling beams, like he consciously makes the choice to just talk to the ghost. Um, yeah. But just because she's like, I'm dead. She's fine. <laughs> I'm like, uh, actually, I think it goes the other way around. Um, I do kind of feel like <clears throat> maybe the ghost of Cindy Hawkins was what caused that shelf to fall down. Which is an interesting, because why would that shelf have fallen down? Why would that True. suddenly that that wall have been revealed? Um, right. Which takes us into another kind of show, but it was kind of interesting. Yep. Um, and otherwise, you know, like this is uh, this was a fine episode. Uh, by the time they wake up, in <clears throat> it was a little silly. I will say the way they resolve this episode, they wake up in Strand's tower. And uh, John and Senior is is like, oh, I don't like you. You you tried to kill Morgan, and and Strand is like, yeah, whatever, because uh, they uh, and and Strand had sent somebody out, I guess, to save them because they'd heard Senior on the radio, and Morgan had also heard them on the radio, uh, and they also reintroduced walkie talkies uh, at the end of this episode because Morgan and Strand have a uh. like a. You know, I love those, you know, I love those walkie talkies. No, it was bad. Um, so I did think it was a little too convenient that they're just like dug out of their bunker, which, you know, that, that was just too, that was just too convenient for me. Um, and, and now they're in their like matching pajamas in Strand's tower. And that's, that's well, where right. that is. And let's talk about these walkie talkies and the fact that they've been, Broadcasting for how many days? Nobody has broadcasted back, right? Um, and I have a thing. I mean, the thing about Morgan and, and Strand and the like. Oh, I I've heard them and I hear you, Morgan. And like, do you, don't you think Morgan would be a little bit more circumspect in how he keeps giving away all this information about where they are and where they're going and what they're doing? Like, he knows that the. the power of these walkie talkies and the problem with it. Um, and they used to sort of like when they were, you know, like they used to kind of like code things or hide things. Um, and this goes a little bit more into the next episode, but I don't know. I was just like, why are you being so obvious? Right. Like, did you, were you bothered at all by that? It just felt like, oh, you've just given people basically a map to find you. <laughs> and you know that there's like insane, insane people out there. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, because there isn't like a known fa a bad faction on the show right now. I think maybe the writers are like, well, they don't have to hide from anybody because the uh, the key people are all, uh, you know, gone or like who is even possibly left alive. The fact that there is even like a, an unknown baddie faction out there whoever these guys are who try to break into the bunker. Mm. It's uh, it's, it's pretty, it's a stretch. Like yeah. what, these guys all just had their welding masks and, and uh, hazmat suits right away after the, the yeah. Went off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway. Um, so anyway, this is just one of the many things that kind of is, is frustrating. Um, I also don't like necessarily love the, you know, we've seen the stuff that June has been going through and they have her kind of break down. And the, the whole thing is that she doesn't want to leave the fallout shelter. Um, I was definitely bothered by this part of the storyline because, you know, whether she feels scared or not or upset or not because of um, her husband's death, there was, there were warheads that were detonated. Like she does have a reason for not wanting to go outside 
after a certain number of days. Like that's not just made up. So I didn't like the part where John Dory senior is sort of being like, why did you lie to me? And that she was just kind of making up this days thing. I mean, sure. She was kind of making it up, but she also is a nurse and a medical person. So it's not like she, and you know, it's not like she doesn't understand what the dangers would be to go outside. And they have supplies. I mean, in a bunker, right. Like they don't have any way to fully monitor it, but like, uh, I don't know. It just like, it was sort of like, no, John Dory senior, you're the one being bananas here. That, that part just kind of drove me a little crazy. So, you know, um, anyway, um, and then, you know, the whole scene here, I was kind of like, why didn't Strand just let Morgan keep digging? Because he didn't have to tell him they weren't in there, right? <laughs> like, he could have left Morgan out there just digging like a crazy person and for a I, while. I find it a little hard to believe that Strand was just standing by a radio waiting for this Yeah, this Morgan did talk. In these um, two episodes, Strand just kind of pops up a couple of times. And you're just like, oh, yeah. okay, what? You're just always ready to respond yeah. to- what, what do you what do you actually do all day, Strand? I mean, I like to think that uh, he's got um, somebody on the radio being like, all right, anytime you hear blah, 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 come and get me. I mean, that's the only way it could work, right? Maybe. It's, I don't know. Uh, that that was how I, in my head that he just had a monitor on the radio or something. Um, so um, and then I don't Morgan know. Morgan asks you- Strand a question in there back and forth. Uh, or no, actually, it was. I think it was maybe it was June or or, or Dory. Uh, they're like, "Hey, Strand, who are the people in the gas masks?" And Strand is like, "Well, I don't know. It wasn't me or whatever." And I'm like, "Isn't everybody outside wearing gas masks?" Right. Like, uh, why? Uh, you know, like that's what Will said in episode one. He's like, "Everybody out here is wearing masks." So I thought that was a really strange piece of dialogue that they wrote in to be like, "Who are the strange masked people who?" who were outside. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's nuclear fallout. I think everybody's going to be wearing a mask. Right. Right. Um, anything else before we hop into the no. next? Let's go okay. to breathe with me, which was even more uh, troubling than. Uh, oh, so, so very troubling. Um, I, you know, this is de- like, look, we've talked a little bit about how there's certain characters that just kind of got like lost or sidetracked or whatever you want to want to get and what, whatever you might want to say. And I do, I do think that Sarah, was one of them, um, but she is. Oh, she was not nearly as lost as uh, Wendell. Wendell, uh, who is still lost, and I suspect probably didn't sign on or wasn't signed on because you know we'll, we'll get into this, but never makes an appearance, even though he's supposedly around. I was I was looking at a review on Den of Geek, and they were saying that he has he hasn't been on the show in sixteen episodes. Yep. Since bury me next to Jasper's leg, uh, yep. was the last appearance. Was it Chill Mitchell? Is that his name? Since last, uh, that was the last time he was on the show. And now all of a sudden they're like, and now Sarah is all like beside herself. Got to find her brother. I mean, granted, it ha- there has just been a nuclear apocalypse. Otherwise, she'd probably be pretty confident in his you know, survival skills. Yep. Um, and they seem to be using the trick where like a character is unconscious for several days. They did it with, you know, uh, the last episode and they're doing it in this episode. So maybe that's trying to tie these two together. I don't know. But um in any case, yeah. um, just as a reminder, Sarah and um, the group that she is with, um, which is like Lucy, who else is in this group? It's um, Lucy, Al, Daniel Salazar, and Charlie. And apparently Rabbi Jacob is there, yeah. but he also wasn't in this episode. He also is not. He was like, we just see like little tidbits of him. So maybe he got signed on. No, to they, him, they so. said he's out patrolling and then he never, he's yeah, not, he, he never does not appear, appear in the episode. 
But um, I mean, honestly, if you were one of these actors, like, I don't know what they got paid for this one scene they were in. Right. But, um, and, and how about the fact that they have Sarah in like convalescing in a bed next to a sheet of plastic that a zombie can just walk right through. Right. And which is what happened. So thank goodness she woke up and dispatched it. But like no, somebody shot it. It was somebody there. shot it. But still, it was just like, come on, this doesn't seem like you guys have been doing this too long. This seems a little insane. Um, so like, I, I don't know. Then suddenly she all gets a bee in her bonnet to go and find Wendell. Um, and it's oh, like Wes, Wes is also in this group. Oh, that's right. Wes is in the group too. The guy um, who's very has not really been developed at all on this show, just kind of shows up every so often. And yeah. paints, paints something. And they have these special pills that keep them safe. Um, there's a very slight reference to the fact that they were all rescued by this chopper, but it's like better you don't know. And it's dropped um, like who rescued them. Don't you think that that would be a pretty big theme? I don't know. Maybe. Um, and you know, so. Better. And so this is the whole walkie piece in terms of like giving away information that I'm just like, okay. I was okay with it because she was at least outside on a hilltop and I could see from my, I could see around and it was bright and it wasn't a crappy plastic Star Trek set. Yeah, that was better. Um, And then, you know, she's doing her wandering. She keeps broadcasting to Morgan um, and Morgan eventually, or she, she's broadcasting to, to Wendell, but Morgan is the one who eventually responds and, um indeed somebody does find her because of her location and it's dun, 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 the identical twin brother who well, we saw yeah. very briefly in the other episode but you know it's him and rufus um and there is this odd deal that they strike like he's just like help me find morgan and i'll help you find your brother and then there's just like this whole sort of like hero's journey that they go on is that um, a hero's journey where she's basically selling out morgan or her, is who she, she who she's known for a, you know a while at least in the in the apocalypse uh just to, to to in order for this guy to hunt down wendell i don't know it seems a little bit I don't, I don't think that i think it's pretty clear she's not going to sell out morgan that she's going to figure out a way to like stop this guy but she does want to find her brother so there's this other thing and and then even okay and then we kind of figure out or find out a little bit about this group that's just kind of gathering up walkers and releasing them and it's still unclear why and why this makes sense i don't know like this was just a very odd thing um and even their little hero's journey is quite implausible. Like Rufus smells this cap that was Wendell's, but like, how old is that cap? Like, I do know that like scent hounds have to have probably like it can get muddy for them, right? Like, like they can smell something. Maybe I guess the cap would have something, but I don't know. It felt like it had been a while. Um, but you know, they they kind of go on this journey. They have some adventures. They find this random dude that has, you know, Wendell's wheelchair. There just seems like a lot of pieces that are just kind of thrown together and don't, again, kind of sloppy storytelling. So we've got Sarah just in this like position where she's worried her brother is dead. And I mean, if you're this guy and you know she's looking for your brother, are you going to make the comment that he makes that her brother's probably like crawling around somewhere? Right. I don't know. 
when you're not when you're under the control of these two people. Um, and then I, do, I didn't love that they had Sarah being kind of all uh, going from zero to 60 so quickly in this episode. all the time. All the and time. Like when she drives away in uh, Josiah's car and he gets in and then he's just kind of like giving her breathing advice, which is probably the, you know, this is why the episode is named this because he does it again later. And then she crashes his car um, with Rufus in the back seat. I think this is the second car crash that Rufus has been in and on this show and survives. Yep. <clears throat> which is uh, great for Rufus until <laughs> later. Um yeah, suddenly I feel like it was at the barn that suddenly Josiah is much softer and uh, less scary. And um, and that just continues. He does have like a half-hearted axe fight with Morgan later when Morgan shows up out of nowhere, like just pops up the way Morgan does to uh, to rescue them. Mm-hmm. But um, like by the time that fight ends, because Rufus gets bitten by uh, Emil's head, not Emil, yeah, Emil. Uh, and then he's like, oh, God, what have I done? And I was just really confused here. Have they ever proven that zombie bites kill animals? I don't know. But I also Rufus having survived all of this and having been around walkers, I don't think he would have done this. So that bothered me more than anything else. Um, and uh, like they have never really gone into that. They do show that zombies will eat animals. Eat, yes. We've seen I lots don't... of horses and other things get eaten. But agree with you. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know that they have ever really done that. I guess in this case, they did that. Um, That's been done now. I guess it's been done. Um, but you have this whole thing. And even, I guess, like one of the parts of this story that really bothers me is that Josiah is talking about all the things that have gone on, all the ways that people have changed, um, who he and his brother were before this. Um, And clearly he's going to be upset that his brother is dead. But I think he also knows that his brother was a bounty hunter and it's not like Morgan killed him in cold blood. He killed him because he was trying to bring him in. And to me, it's just weird that like twin brothers wouldn't have been together during the apocalypse. Right. Like what happened here? Um, And it sounds like they did have maybe a falling out and how they were sort of dealing with all of this. And so I just I guess I don't necessarily believe that Josiah is going to be going on some kind of a vengeance tour um, to avenge his brother's death when he understands that his brother kind of was a different person. And he even says this. But too late for uh, too late for poor Rufus. Right. (laughs) So um, I don't know. That was just again, a lot of things kind of like to me crammed in Um, and even into the I mean, they cram in a lot here. They cram in the fact like all of this information about and sort of his, um, I guess, redemption or his realization that, you know, he causes Rufus's death. Sorry, spoiler. Um, They have to kill the dog, which is really sad. Um, And then, you know, Morgan gets into this whole thing and they discover that there is this warhead and they kind of leave it an an unexploded warhead. Um, Well, they can't. They can't really touch it. They can't do anything about it, which I get, but they just bring that into of course, it. Somebody just clearly somebody touches it before gonna... the end of this episode. Right, right. Like, how is that guy alive? Very <clears throat> right, funny. Right. Um, yeah, they when they go to Strand's Tower again, everybody wants to go to Strand's Tower. 
finally another outside set, which I, I, anytime they have an outside set, that's not on a stage. I like it, even though this one was what happens here is kind of silly. Uh, there's this sign that says like, take a step toward your future. I don't know what it says, something like that. And then you pick up a phone and then Howard pops up behind you. <laughs> because yeah, I know, Howard right? the historian is just he's now a, like this heavy, right? Like he's it's just this weird. little guard guy. And he's wearing his like knee pads and he's got his little H and K <laughs> 40, little submachine gun. And he's like, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> and then Strand pops up too, because Strand in his little stupid uniform is hanging out. Uh, he loves and that uniform. He's just like, none of you guys are coming in, but Wendell's here and he's thriving and he's doing great. Uh, and I don't really, I mean, I get it. Like the point of this is so Strand can say, I've got all this stuff and you guys don't. And that's great for me and bad for you. Uh, and he's like, and Mor- Morgan, you can't go with Morgan. He's barely got anything. And Howard's like, yeah, that's true. I was there. I saw how bad it is. Of course, we all know that Morgan just found like, I don't know, a year's supply of canned food in his submarine. So maybe. Yeah. And I mean, he's not going to talk about that. Or he wouldn't, that. but he he says later after they've left, and maybe we're he's struggling. We're he's struggling. Like, oh, yeah. We're scraping by. It's been, I'm not going to lie to you. So Sarah does go with him, I think. And he's going to go get, he talks about going to get everybody else in the cast who was in that one scene. And they're all going to go live in the, in the submarine. I don't know. Like they were in the safe zone. Maybe they should all go to Fort San Vicente, the Airbnb full of muskets that the, that they were staying at. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> Josiah of course is like, I'm going to go on a hero's quest. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm going to do, but I have to leave. And um, I was like, oh, I guess your your cameo on this show has been your guest star. Maybe yes, they, stay, only, because... they only they only had you for this one or these like the end of that last episode and this episode. So I guess you got to go. No, but... he's, he's not like he might come back. Sarah gives him a, a jar of magic pills that apparently are perfect for fight. I mean, Al calls them Prussian blues. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's a thing. That? I don't know. I didn't bother to look it up, but it's like you guys were next to a, a leaking warhead. You know that there's a lot of bad radiation, um, but you're going to give him these this jar of pills and you'll be fine. Uh, so I don't know if that means that he's going to say now I can stay with you because I'm not going to be a radioactive mess or what. But um, yeah, so he, Josiah might be leaving. I mean, if I was Demetrius Gross, I would leave, too. Uh, and then the, the the final scene of the episode is that the scrappers have the unexploded warhead and uh, they put it in a cart. Somehow they picked it up. And then this is like, this is the thing we've been looking for. It's going to change everything. I'm like, great, great. We, another nuclear threat. This is exactly what we need. Yep. Uh, uh, and yeah. more and more uh, seemingly either like sort of damaged people um, or, you know, like, like, again, they like to change the rules a lot about radiation. So I guess we'll have to see what happens here. These guys are wearing their suits, but they're they're all very homemade looking. This is not like an official mop gear or NBC suit or anything. These are just dudes in like rags with like it looks like a welding helmet or maybe a, like a deep diving scuba helmet or something. And they all have different different stuff. And I forget their name. Are they the scrappers? Is that what they're called? I guess so. That's what Will was calling them, right? Um, yeah. Before he died. Anyway, yeah, these two episodes, I think, were 
well, episode, the first episode was okay. The second one was weak sauce, um, in part because of all the emotional topsy turviness. I feel like that that Sarah was bringing to it. That Josiah kind of flips from um, evil to extremely sympathetic, and Morgan just popping up conveniently, and Strand popping up in both of these episodes, and I find it uh, frustrating. And so. Yeah, these these episodes were tough for me. Same, hence my comment that I think we should probably uh, try to speed things along a little bit and then revisit it when the next, you know, the next half comes out. So, um, so anyway, I think uh, that's about all I have to say about it. But I'm very curious to hear what our listeners think. Um, and maybe they've already given up. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but. If you have any comments about uh, these episodes, please send us an email, reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com, reanimatedpcast on the Twitters, or reanimatedpodcast.com. Just leave a note on our site. Um, And looking forward to speeding through the rest of this with you, Stuart. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll speed through it faster from here on out and uh, and get to something else that we want to do. Indeed. So until next time, ciao. Alrighty. Bye.